five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Good day to everybody. We are back. We are the People Movers, and we're here to talk about what everybody's talking about. The new BMW M3 and M4. The new BMW M1000 R, which I just can't get enough of. We have, uh, you know, a nice new trim for Tesla's Model S, the Plaid Pack. And C8 Corvettes, Jason, continue to get in the headlines for the worst reason. But the most important thing, how's your day going? Oh, it's wonderful. How are you today? I'm fantastic. I'm glad that we're here to talk. I'm excited. And I'm also really, really, really glad that we spent a couple days to wait and marinate on our feelings about the new BMW M3 and M4. One of our favorite cars of all time. Most people love it. But Jason, what do you think? Go ahead. It's been a great week in Munich. (laughs) I mean, between this and the next thing we're going to talk about. Um, But no, I think initially, like everybody else, the focus was all about the front end. Yep. And I know it might not be the most popular take right now, but honestly, I'm kind of coming around on the front end. Like, it bothers me less than it did initially. I I said that Um, day one when we saw the 4 Series, the actual 4 Series, like the 435 come out. I I saw it, and I was like, oh, I don't like it, you know, but I was looking at it, and I quickly said, I was like, I can see myself within the next six months normalizing that in my head and be like, that's fine. You know, it's, it doesn't bother me. I think of it like more like a Lexus, Jason. Some of those grills, like when they debuted them on the ESs and stuff, like were beyond tragic. But then once you start seeing them around, it was just Lexus design language. Yeah, I, I can't... Um I didn't think I was going to come around very quickly on that design, that front end design, to be honest. And I felt like the rear really let me down too. It didn't it just look. We disagree on very German. We disagree on that. I don't. I don't see the Lexus equality that you see on that. I like how wide the rear track is. Like the fenders look good. I actually like the tail light. I like the whole rear end. I don't see that. Well, I, I will say though that. Um, I love the colors they showed the car in because Fantastic. that Isle of Man green, I, I almost want one just so I can get that color. Dude. Yeah, that color is just <laughs> on the right shade of like bonkers, but not like juvenile, you know, where you'd be like, ooh, I'm kind of ashamed of it in certain situations. I actually love it. Love the yellow too. Well, I think it's like Sao Paulo yellow or whatever it might be. Fantastic. Yeah. I think it's also kind of interesting that they're launching this generation of M3 with the tiered approach. Um, normally that kind of comes later on for BMW, but I I think it's kind of interesting that they're launching both cars side by side. However, the thing that shocked me most about the release of the new M3 M4 was the vehicle that they showed to debut the new M accessories. I think you saw the red and black, um, demo car that I'm talking about that was literally covered in every single M optional accessory you can get. (sighs) Yeah, and I'm not going to lie. My first impression of that was that looks like a bad SEMA build. Yeah, we both agree on that. I mean, that thing was, uh, I was going to say borderline. That thing was offensive. I mean, 100% offensive from the start of the front with the amount of air channels that it added to an already very busy front end that people don't like. Moving along where it basically stole the wheels off of a Lamborghini Aventador SV, which I love. Those are great factory wheels. Yeah, great you know? wheels. Yeah. Well, yeah, great wheels. That's about it. Moving on, continuing with the crazy air channels, but then... You get to the over-the-top GT overlaid spoiler, but then you get the half oval or you get you know the half circle quad exhaust in the middle, Jason. Oh. That that reminded me of like I said, you gave 
like someone who grew up playing Need for Speed games and said, reimagine <laughs> a Need for Speed M4. And I, and I would have believed that if I saw it and it was like a Need for Speed game coming out, I'd be like, oh, okay, I get what they did there. But being from BMW's own M parts division, I mean, I cringe even saying it. I just, uh, wow. Yeah, that car was tragic. I'm sorry. I don't oh, yeah. know other way to say it. The paint, uh, the, the I, it was just horrible. It, I, it, uh, so if I had to say two nice things about that car, number one, you hit on, I like the wheels. Yeah, I Strangely do like the wheels. enough, I like the wing, but I wouldn't have it. I, I think it was a neat <laughs> optional accessory to offer, you know, right? that like gooseneck wing and stuff. Right. I wouldn't have it. No. Too juvenile for me, but neat option. I agree. But the I, exhaust. I, and I don't see myself warming on the exhaust. I've seen a lot of people like, I think I'd end up liking that in a bit. And I was the person that said I ended up liking the grill from day one. But I'm telling you right now, I'm not going to end up liking that. And I can tell you <laughs> well, why. Like, I've seen stacked exhaust. I mean, a la the Lexus uh, ISF, you know, had oh. the stacked quad exhaust. Not the same format, uh, which I think is even more egregious than the half circle. Yeah centered like that and i like centered exhaust is the thing i'm a sucker for like even the civic si with it's like baby you know mercy lago style like big little you know muffler in the middle i love that i love that i'm a sucker for that but i don't like that well yeah and i get that it's a titanium setup so it saves i think apparently eight pounds fantastic it adds 500 pounds of disgusting like you just look at it i was gonna say what was wrong with the classic m car layout exhaust you can make that in titanium i'm sure oh i'm looking at a picture right now fantastic same with the m2 like the m performance exhaust for the m2 awesome you know like yeah it looks fantastic either way back to the actual physical car the real thing that gets like not lost in the shovel, but I applaud BMW for, and I guess it's part of their parts binning that I whinge about, you know, using the same motor and everything or whatever nowadays. But the price really didn't move. I mean, it's saying it's going to start at, you know, 69,000 quid, 71,895 for one or, yeah, dude, that's phenomenal in my that- opinion. That really might be the most appropriately priced M3 ever in my mind. I do feel yeah. like it's very responsibly priced. The other thing I will say, I might be officially crossing old man threshold because Ooh. I do like that you can, I mean, congratulations to BMW old for offering threshold. the six-speed manual in the M3. Yes. The comps, the eight-speed only. But this might be the first time ever where I was thinking, I kind of like the base car the best. Me too. I applaud that. Old man special. We applaud that because, honestly, not only you know from a perspective of money, but... The package that it gives you and everything it gives you, I don't know if I'd be stirred enough to even, you know, even think of the comp at that point. Even though BMW, oh, I gotta applaud BMW. They're the best at their compact. It's always like forty nine ninety five, and you get way more than forty nine ninety five. Right. I will say this though: tell me what pack I need to buy to get just a normal hood, because I really that's the oh, that's my <laughs> problem. Everybody's talking about the front grill, which I'm normalized in my head now. But dude, I really don't like that hood on the M3 M4. Nostrils Hate is the it. thing you're talking about. I don't. I haven't seen anything saying it doesn't look like it. I thought it was Active Aero right out the gate. I thought it was Active Aero, and I was like, I get it. I don't like it, but I get it. I don't think it's Active Aero. It seemed to be just just a styling feature. nasty yeah i just you know that's my gripe i would buy that car and be like one hood please you know just swap maybe maybe what you could do is you could buy one and then get the hood from like the 440 i don't ever i, I was thinking that but you know those front fenders are but yeah i wonder i i'd have to find out but if if you end up buying a new m3 or an m4 and do that i would love to know because man that would help <laughs> the appearance but jason we can't gloss over that you know the outside is what everyone's talking about because everyone can't get over it i'm fine with it i've moved on i love the inside oh love, the inside's bonkers the the sport seats are 
Oh, phenomenal. Seriously. Uh, that's that's what I was just going to say. The sports seats are just so, so on a level of must have that option. You know, there's, there's oh. certain things where you get at them and you immediately look for it. And in BMW, that's always a fun game because they love block off plates. But I got to say, <laughs> the, <laughs> the seats are the one. You know, you open that oh, yeah. door and if someone has it, you're like this guy or gal. Well, I'm not going to lie. I, I love the sports seats. But then when I saw the regular seats too, I went, I like well, those, those too. aren't exactly. No, they're so not child seats. They're nice. But the sports seats with the little carbon bit in oh, the middle. Oh, and, yeah. Oh. No. I mean, the whole back. I mean, we agree oh, the colors. I, I, I mean, I, I was weird. Day one, I was like, that's a that's a pretty wild scheme on the seats. And then now the more I look at it, I'm like, would I have it? No. If someone got it? Yeah. And would it maybe look sick in like 20 years? Most definitely, because we've learned most heinous interiors age well. Yeah, I would say most ugly things in automobiles yeah. tend to kind of come back around. But uh -huh. I, I originally had the same thought. When I saw the colors, they showed the interior. I went, ugh. But at the same time, I mean, it really did a good job of highlighting all the kind of cool uniqueness of it. So, you know, bravo, BMW. You taught us well, something about ourselves here. So. Well, that was what we were talking about the other day was when I was, we were still having our struggles. You know, we were kind of there from day one. I was mm -hmm. like, I see the potential in this car, both of us. But we weren't fully like where we are now. We'll admit that. But I will say that's the thing I said from day one. I was saying, go for it. Is BMW went for it. We always complain that the big three or even more always just copy, 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 copy. That's all they do. They look over the shoulder. What are they building? Now they release a model. It's the exact same thing. At the end of the day, if you love it or you hate it, you at least have to give them credit. They tried their ass off <laughs> this one. I mean, way to go, Munich. Well, yeah, they absolutely did. I mean, and they, I feel like, you know, we originally complained about power wasn't the same as the C63 and stuff like that. But right. honestly, it doesn't need to be. For too long, no. BMW has been worried about what Mercedes is doing and stuff like that. So I think it's good that they're doing their own thing. Well, so. and one thing that can't be looked over, this is going to be the first generation M3, M4 ever offered an all-wheel drive, which that is spooky exciting that you can still get a rear-wheel drive one. That that I think that's the coolest. You know, you can get the one that you like. And then if you're just all about speed... You can get the all-wheel drive in the comp, which I think those are going to be cool. And I can't wait to see those, you know, track times and all the differences and all. Well, you really are going to have two distinctly different cars because you could realistically have a six-speed, you know, rear-wheel drive car or an eight-speed all-wheel drive oh, yeah. comp. I mean, that's that's pretty exciting. You know, you could have really different cars. Well, and the things we don't really know about, but we will find out about, like, not that it matters to us, but if you owned it and you never know, you put me in the driver's seat, I might be like, well, now I love it. Like radar guided cruise control. Um, <laughs> I, I will say they have apparently a feature on this that will rate your drifts, Jason, not, you know, just a drift mode. Apparently it will calculate and rate your drifts. I could see that ending many, many cars in many ditches where they're like, you gave me a, a 40 or whatever. I don't know what the scale is. Yeah, I was, I'd love to know <laughs> what the scale is. Like you get part of a BMW Roundel. And yeah. Like if you do really good, you yeah. get the whole thing oh, or something. Oh, dude, like, that's a good idea. See, BMW, if you're listening and that's not in it, you missed. You flat like, out hey, missed. I'm going to get all parts of the Roundel and the BMW. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, see, if you don't have some kind of encouragement like that, I, it's probably so German. It's like you did a pretty Pretty good job, but their angle, you know, it's not average. Right. The drift is average because those are two exceptional to Germans. That's a setting you need, BMW. If you're going to rate the drift, you need to let people adjust the difficulty of critique, where it right. just like because goes from like a German nice level. Well, yeah. if it's like a nice, polite German person to finally someone just like scream it, you know, like I would love that. Like, so get out of the car. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you swine. Yeah, exactly. You're like, forbidden from driving. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure that's not it, but if you buy one of these, 
let us know. That'd be great. But moving on, because we could spend the whole show talking about those cars because everybody wants to right now. But we're not really moving that far. We're still staying in Munich. We're staying in the same company. And we're staying in the M division. Jason, what else are they bringing us? Well, we just moved across the shop floor, like you said. So this is big news. I mean, you know, we're bike, we're just bike mad on this show. We wheelied across the shop, if you will. This is the inaugural BMW M bike. So everybody knows BMW was founded on motorcycles. That's the very cornerstone of their of their company. And, uh, you know, it, it's fantastic that there's an M bike finally. So when we first heard there was an M bike coming, number one, I couldn't conceive of a bike hotter than the S1000 RR. You know, I was thinking that was already pretty, pretty out there. But then they come out with the M1000 RR. Very so, spicy. It's a smorgasbord of fantastic numbers. I mean, you're talking 15,000 RPM redline. I mean, over 200 horsepower. 212 horsepower. It's a basically a full homologation bike, the race bike. It is something to behold. I mean, it is dripping in engineering tech nerdiness, which Jason, as you and I both know, comes with a massive price. I saw the price today. Yeah, I saw so, the price today too. I saw the yeah. And, uh, so it's start. It's saying it starts, and th- now BMW does exactly like they do with their cars. No surprise, correct. but they do it with their motorcycles in a way that'll make your eyes water. You you can option a BMW R9T like I have before that will start roughly in the teens and walk all the way up to thirty thousand dollars, double the cool. price of it. So. From what I understand, this one is going to have a pretty limited option sheet, though. Right. It's going to be similar um, to the S1000 RR. It'll have a few packages. It'll have like a race right. pack and M pack. But they're saying but it's it going to... But it comes s- with most of the the goodies, I guess, um, on the better. base bike, from what I understand. Yeah. yeah and so that price, Brian, where well, did you see? Well, that's what I was going to say. The, the S1000 RR before option starts at $17,000. So you would think, mm-hmm. you know, like, that's a world of crazy... BMW does what they do. Bippity boppity boo, double the price. $32,900 starting before yeah, options. Yeah, grand for that thing, dude. But I honestly, I'm going to say it like this. I think it's a bargain. Mm, I don't know. I, this goes back to our conversation about the $100,000 <laughs> motorcycle. This is just on that line of, is it worth it? And I'm not going to lie. I, I, oof, that's right on the edge. If you track it and if you ride, I mean, I don't know. I really don't know. I love well, it. I, I don't know if I love it that much. It's grade bike. Yes. For, I mean, that's if you can get it for MSRP. Let's be honest about that. I'm not sure. Well, let's just, just don't even play that game. Let's play it in the internet world. Let's just say you can yeah. buy it for that price. Even for that price. I'm just saying that's a, it would be collectible to like way down the road. I mean, it's the first M bike. I mean, I don't know. Well, not to mention race bikes have a way of their life ending prematurely. So if you have <laughs> a clean low mile one Oof. owner one, it will be definitely collectible down the line. But yeah. Honestly, like I said, I I'd have it over the Ducati Superleggera we spoke about on the show previously. Well, I, I mean, for one it massive seems like a reason. bargain compared to that. Yeah, I was gonna say I'd save you know sixty grand or whatever after tax and all that. I'd save sixty grand and have that all day. I really really like it. I mean, I I really love it, but we also really love S one thousand double R's, and that's what I'm saying. When I reasonably standing there looking at a seventeen thousand, maybe a twenty thousand dollar S one thousand double R with options, maybe twenty two or whatever. I'm okay with that. I'm still mentally totally there. Um, yeah, it's tough know. to bring up double the price though. Yeah, it is it essentially the same? Is it double the bike? And that's my thing. <laughs> when I bought my Thruxton, it wasn't double the price of an R. You know no, what I mean? That's true. It wouldn't if it was. I'd be like, no way. Like it can't. That's be. a very good argument because I was thinking about it in terms of next to the Ducati, but. 
No, you wouldn't find it no, next to the Ducati on no. the showroom floor. You'd find it next to an S1000. Yeah, <laughs> as much as we would like to think it would be. I mean, technically in BMW's realm, yeah, it is in that halo category. But dude, no, those are apples and oranges. And that's what I'm saying. For that price, if someone, if you went and rode that and an S1000 RR back to back, it's my thing. I don't know if you uh, could yeah. mentally justify that. That's my thing. Man, that, that would be. When yeah, I bought the Thrux and I could really instantly tough. have done that for the price and the difference. It was no brainer. And then you rode it and it was once again it was further validated now this i do not think that would be the thing i think i'd be like wow that one's even spookier you know but there's no part of me that'd be like i think that it's sixteen thousand dollars spookier well the other thing that kind of was interesting to me is i thought that would come out with typical bmw-ness lots of fanfare and lots of like limited first edition blah 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 it's kind of seems like they're just going to make as many as they can sell. Yeah. Well, I haven't that's heard an... anything about restricting it, anything no. about like limited availability. It just seems like they're going to make them. That make was the them. last thing I was going to say is also, it doesn't seem like it's going to be collectible, but we're not going to have a full BMW show. Contrary to what you're thinking, we're going to move on. So we have two quick things, but moving on to, you know, Tesla as they're moving on, they're hauling some ass nowadays as they always <laughs> have. They just took over or took open pre-orders for the new Tesla Model S Plaid, which they're saying has a 520 mile range, 1100 horsepower and starts per four options at $140,000. Jason, what do you think of that? Um, you know, that all sounded good. But then when they were talking about the actual number, zero to 60 in under two seconds. Yeah. And then that Laguna Seca lap time of yes. under, it was like, or it was a minute 30, almost dead or something like that. But yeah, that was spooky. Unbelievable. And now Tesla's claiming a sub nine second quarter mile time too. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're definitely going for it. I think that big shot over the bow of the Taycan woke them up a little bit and then Lucid and all these other companies. I think Tesla's now back in the ramping up their best horse, well, which is always, it really Model makes S. you wonder how much they hold back because they didn't take Truly. very long to respond to the competition there. And well, Lucid's yeah. already firing the, you know, the next shot with the 1300 horsepower oh, performance. Yeah. They're saying, of the air. Yeah, so. and they're saying that clock the other day. Officially, there's a video of it. I've seen it. It clocked a 9.2 quarter mile, which oh is gosh. just terrifying. Yeah, the Tesla Model S ran a Laguna at 130. That's ridiculous. Um, but either way, there's no knocking that. I mean, I don't care if you are a fanboy of Tesla or you hate Tesla. Try to tell me, you know, whatever. Let's say it's optioned out at 160 grand, 170. Even. Oh. Call it 200. I don't care. 520 miles 200 miles per hour i mean all that that's that's bonkers you know good for well, you tesla and i make say it. cheers for tesla you know yeah, i mean yeah exactly I, I i like the arms race in the electric car world yeah. and i also feel like you know they're clearly not sitting around resting on their you no, know their accolades or anything so good for them that's exactly what i say a kudos to them we, i mean we'll give it wherever that happens but good job for them they're, they're continuing to push what they already had dominated let's see though before we go in our final minute in here we got just sad news, Jason. Just sad, sad news. One of our favorite cars like anybody right now. C8 Corvette. Tell me about it, Jason. Oh, Why are we talking about it again? C8 camp right now. I know we don't have much time, but I'll give you the two latest things to come out. Number one. The new Z06 is, uh, and ZR1? No. Oh. Calls, unfortunately. Oh. Uh, how do you get a Corvette for 60 grand? Well, it's got oh. wonky valve springs now, apparently, oh, that fail at RPM and grenade the top end of the motor. So that's a little unsettling. And then uh, the latest one came out yesterday is there's a brake recall on it. It uses brake by wire technology. So it has a technology we're not we don't have time to explain. But essentially it uses electrics to actuate boosted brakes. 
they're recalling it due to material contamination of the brake booster, which basically sounds like you'll be driving your car that you're hoping the frunk doesn't fly open or the valves disintegrate. You, and so now you you'll go it, to hit the brake and it won't stop. So I, I, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? So I, if you have a C8 Corvette, tell us about it. Well, uh, gosh, I can personally say I, really I have a friend who the other day showed me a picture of a friend who owns a dealership and had three three c8s in his shop being fixed and so if you push it too hard it goes boom if you try to stop it it might not stop but even before then hopefully the safety feature of the frunk flipping up kicks in and saves your life and on that note i am brian with my brother jason and we are the people movers thank you for spending time with us we really love and appreciate it make sure to go look us up we are the people movers on instagram like share on spotify and all the other places you listen to podcasts but do the most important thing of the day Be good to one another and keep paying attention to the things that move you. Goodbye.